0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. salam this, this is uh Amin and Muhammad is my host. This is episode 36 I think of the Mind Heist podcast. How's it going, bro? Alhamdulillah, bro. It's going well. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We did that um you did that episode last time with your wife. It was a good one. Um, mostly i think like what was it half the episode was kind of about homeschooling and stuff that was a good one
1: yeah there was a um, good discussion
0: oh. regarding that there's some good feedback we got as well which you might yeah. touch upon later on okay good um one thing i just had to say bro about that was um you know what was it oh yeah y- your wife said everyone is beautiful and it's just not true. But. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. No. No, just uh, obviously it's it's nice to to say that and to think that and and it, in a way maybe it could be said in a way it's true but uh, the reality of life is we all have some disadvantages and some advantages, isn't it? Yeah, so, so. It's like you can't say you can't say uh, I'm handicapped like I can't walk or oh, but you can walk no you do have that disadvantage but it doesn't have to be something that condemns you to a horrible life you know uh, through different changing the way you think about it and through uh, gratitude and through obviously thinking of the akhirah you can overcome what might seem really 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 horrible for a lot of people that don't have uh, that iman and that thought system yeah. you know, behind them isn't it so so same if you're if you're not so good looking i mean I mean good looking Good looking is a subjective thing That society will judge If you're good looking or not Based on the general standards um, You know and because it's subjective You can't say they're right or wrong really Because it's just subjective um, But uh, in in the end If society thinks you're ugly I mean I guess you're ugly right But it doesn't mean Life doesn't have to be horrible And uh, doesn't it doesn't even mean Something like you might assume that if you're a girl, you're, you're ugly by most people's standards. Uh, it doesn't even mean you won't get married. Like, you never know. Allah could put the love of someone into their heart for you, regardless of your physical appearance. So I think it's not about denying the truth, but it's about being hopeful about what can happen because Allah's in control. Exactly. And and Allah's very kind and generous. Exactly,
1: bro. And it's part of that. Uh, like, people get a bit... Um, Hooked on this issue, and that's it. Their whole life's over regarding it. That's like their mm. main. That's that's what they think holds them back for everything. Well, low Adam, I mean, yeah. you know, I've never really thought about it too
0: much, but I'm sure for some other people, it's like the be-all end-all of all their emotions. Oh, well, it's all right for you, bro. You got your, you know, your big beard, your nice. Uh, <laughs> we were having what's a what's it called? I was at work the other day, and um,
1: basically, if anyone's seen me, they know that like mm. I've got a little soul patch and then like this big gap on my chin, and then like the beard sort of grows more from the bottom oh, really? of my chin, right? So I've got like this sort of gap right under my lip, and um, this guy I was dealing with at work goes, what What have you done to your face? I was like, what do you mean? Hmm. He goes, why have, you sh- why have you shaved your beard like that? I was like, I haven't shaved my beard, that's just how it grows. And then I got really <laughs> self-conscious about it, so I started Googling yeah. all these different people with beards, like googling beards and seeing if there was anyone with the same sort of beard as me and i really struggled and i was like oh my god maybe i do look weird (laughs) the only person i found with um the same sort of beard as me was um you know sheikh kemeli from morocco i think that's his name yeah he he, his beard was pretty much identical to mine but other than that there's not that many people
0: It's all unique, man. Trust it's all me. unique. <laughs> uh, how's PureXI? How's the the you, you drop that sweater, right? Yeah, hamdulillah. PureXI is good, bro. I'm gonna get out there and do a bit more, um, mm. a bit more visual stuff. Like,
1: mm. I just I'm using it more as a platform of expression in terms of like yeah. art and visuals I, I've and,
0: seen that you're very you're very active. So I I've been noticing that just on Facebook.
1: Yeah, alhamdulillah alhamdulillah i want to get more people on board if anyone wants to submit anything or work with me on anything it'd be it'd mm. be awesome i'm just sort of
0: mm. um, those collaborations are yeah
1: good, it's more it's more of a project than a business i'd consider it yeah you know I, i'm least, enjoying yeah. that aspect of it more so mm. if anyone wants to collaborate on anything hit me up inshallah
0: okay getting back into our topic so we said we would do uh, episode 30 was it four i think 34 we did about the muslim utopia you know what, what what would it be like what's the details of it beyond just implementing what allah's given us as guidance what about the gray areas where it's kind of up to us or we got some kind of uh what would you call it some uh weaker push to do things it's not black and white kind of thing how might we set things up so just to continue some of those thoughts what about, bro? This uh, is- issue, which I think we've discussed on podcasts, and you know, these are the these are, I feel, the areas that Islam can give us guidance beyond what we might think on a superficial level. Um, so that the topic of you know getting people from education into an actual job or a career or giving them a skill set by which they can make a living and and uh, help the society as well with a certain skill you know we always say or a lot of people say it's it's broken right um what what do you think islam has to offer in this area to to offer some kind of solution or or does islam not have any specific you know uh guidance for this area what in terms of
1: people's suitability to certain roles
0: well just having a system where people can flow through education and come out the other end and be suitable for certain job or whatever Mm,
1: oh i don't know I've never see this is these are the, probably the aspects of maybe our religion that I'm the weakest in is that the nitty-gritty sort of um, everyday kind of procedures that I haven't really thought about beyond um, mm. the actual worship element of it. Um mm. and I think oh god my Siri keeps coming on and telling me stuff. It's really weird. It did it yesterday. Like I'll say something <laughs> and and Siri will just light up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um um what was I saying I got distracted there uh, yeah I suppose for, for a lot of people it's really difficult to sort of visualise it because we live in a time where the religion really is predominantly in, in our sort of understanding or in our experience is very spiritual and less you know political socio-economical mm. that kind of thing like there's more you know there's no, there's no yeah. there's, the lives we live aren't built on that sort of framework but maybe I'll let you give me your idea maybe i can work on that because <laughs> i'm very clueless as to what i could think
0: yeah, of yeah yeah i mean well this is this is what i hoped would come up when we did this topic is is to realize that uh, just just how other people of different religions struggle with these kind of issues yeah and i think in in the, re- the reality is we would also struggle with these because you know it comes down to sometimes trial and error sometimes you make mistakes and stuff like that um i think maybe one area where i don't know depending on how people really consider uh, islam uh, i think you could argue to have more of an open education system where there isn't mandatory schooling where there is room for people to do different things uh, just in spirit of everyone being different and you know like allah says in the Quran, Uh, let everyone do what they are you know inclined to do what they are you know suitable to do what suits them and so we shouldn't force people into something which might not suit them and also what i think a huge thing that comes with islam is humility and knowing that human knowledge that, that we have even today after a few thousand years of you know learning new things and that knowledge building up about the world we're still very limited right and based on that we should hold ourselves with humility And I think that's one of the major ways that Muslims should carry themselves versus non-Muslims um, More humility, more who knows Because uh, if you think of the so-called developed world There is this uh, you know, absolute norm and absolute assumption that we should be um, We should have this mandatory schooling until you're 16 or 18 or whatever And it's that's the best thing but it's only been around for a hundred years, and so you have to question. If you are humble, that is, you would question. Oh, yeah, you know, we've been doing it for a hundred years, but is it really the best way, and and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't have really, anything yeah. too specific. It's really but it's just arbitrary,
1: like, isn't it? In the sense that a lot, yeah, of, you know, there is paint. I mean, it's an
0: educated guess, you could say.
1: Yeah, I guess so, but it doesn't apply to all, all kids, and it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the biggest. Yeah, I suppose that's. And and I saying. feel like it,
0: if we had more humility, we might have acknowledged that a while ago but it seems like only now people are slowly realizing that or maybe not every everyone should go uni and all of that so i think humility is a big thing to take out of this hmm. uh, and then on to that uh kind of moving on from that the you know and a lot of people they either don't have the education opportunities or they don't have other paths sometimes they mess up and they they go prison right they end up stealing um so what about the whole prison thing that's interesting because again it's an area where there's a lot of criticism yeah uh, but you know maybe you would know have some ideas about what would truly be better uh, so, than the way things are
1: uh, essentially um there's a big issues regarding it's 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 crazy actually seeing how really the solution to a lot of problems is the sharia in a lot of ways and i'm not i'm not saying i'm fully versed in sharia in terms of Um, You know the courts And procedures like that But there are Mm. elements where you can just see that This isn't really helping People and it's a combination like You need the sharia but you also need the religion At the same time you need people to live by the religion To live Mm. under the religion and you need People to actually be um, Reprimanded using the sharia Using Islam Because it's not about A lot of people talk about consequences And oh if we just increase the Consequences and people won't do crime right but yeah. I don't really believe that because not to well I do to a certain extent but it's not like the ultimate solution do you know what I mean people mm. say what, okay let's take the ex- not extreme example but let's take the example that people use a lot about I don't know, cutting off a thief's hand right yeah it's and then they'll say okay if we if we do that if we put that law in then people mm. won't steal because they'll be too scared okay mm. but that doesn't address the reason why somebody started stealing in the first place does it you know and and whether that's poverty or not it might not be poverty it might be i don't know an addiction to drugs no it could be it could be like i'm not trying to victimize criminals but it could be stuff like drugs it could be stuff like other addictions it could be debts that need to be paid it could be like a lot of people Mm. steal and rob um Mm. to fuel other sort of urgent Not necessarily self, Mm. like oh, I need to feed my family, whatever. That's very rare. Like you very rarely Mm. find it that someone's stealing to feed their family, but you will find people stealing to to uh, fund a drug habit, to um, pay off a debt, for example, Uh, stuff Mm. like that. You know, Um, and it should be, it's it's basically opening up your perspective into the lives that people live. Um, mm. and it's you don't really get that unless you embed yourself in those environments um, mm. and I think this is for for everyone I think for for Muslims in general because we are we do have a very narrow minded uh, all humans have a very narrow minded understanding of other people uh, we automatically think okay we've got them figured out uh, you know you see a criminal you think okay that's exactly I know exactly why he's doing that he's just a horrible person <laughs> do you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. some people are some people are horrible people um yeah but I'm not trying to say, oh, let's feel sorry for people, but I'm trying to Mm. say let's understand the wider picture. What led people to where they are, Um, and it does Mm. start. Like I said, it does start from from very early on. I mean, you mentioned earlier about kids ending up in prison and stuff. It's insane, bro. Like, there's people that I went to school with that, Mm. um, you know, were were very naughty kids at school uh, Mm. and kept going. And you always think, oh, I wonder what they're going to end up like. When they're older, and bro they're just in yeah. and out of prison now, like as multiple mm. people, multiple people It's a, v- a bit of a running joke that a lot of people I went to school with ended up in prison i don't know why <laughs> i don't know if it was a school that I went to that was bad, but and and another thing is the <coughs> the prison system itself i mean if you think about it, prison itself is like a very finite capacity, isn't it There's only a finite number of prisons in in yeah. any one place, so you can't just send every criminal's prison right mm. um which is why, like a lot of people argue about more harsher punishments that, you know, are outside of the prison system, so to speak. Mm. But um, bottom line is, and, and I think we have to start from the ground up. It all starts with society. it All starts with addressing society's problems, mm. as opposed to mm. the other end of the spectrum, which is, you know, incarceration, punishment, you know, reprimanding <clears throat> people and and islam really is the cure for that that's what islam came to do islam didn't when islam um you know first came to the people it didn't start with you know uqubat and hudud and all that stuff it started with you know mending mending the heart, mending yeah. the heart. The hearts of the people, and then sharing that message, which then extended. And then at the end, it had a people to manage, it had Muslims to manage, and societies to manage based on yeah. already a foundation that existed. Mm. And it, you know, maybe
0: uh, the go on. the problem that we have uh, in a lot of countries now, it might be partly down to uh, purely the politics of it. What I mean by that is, you have someone like I don't know, a minister of justice or something like that, yeah, yeah, and they. I don't know how it works exactly in different countries, but they might have a limited time in which they're in charge, right? Yeah. And so they have to show they're doing a good job in that time. And so it doesn't really encourage them to go to the root of the problem because they got pressure now yeah, yeah, to yeah. fix things now. Yeah. And whether whether it's because they don't care or because the nature of the job they might just end up forgetting why they're even doing it are they doing it to meet quotas or are they doing it to fix society and help society to prosper yeah. you know and i think the islamic perspective must be that the person in charge of that kind of role they must be thinking how do i how do i make society prosperous how do i help these people so the people who are the victims of the crime and the people who are doing the crime how do i no matter what i think of them whether i think they're the scum of the planet how do i get them from being the scum to being good people in mm. society in the future and if you have that long term vision which you if you're able to stay in in that position for 10 years or something like that then you you might have that longer vision and you might actually try to get to the root of it isn't mm. it
1: a lot of it i think comes from elements of like fulfillment a lack of fulfillment and lack of responsibility when they're you know, growing up, mm. um, because we're putting people into you know we're putting circles into square boxes or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm. you, you see, I mean, you've been to school. We've all been to school, and we've seen those kids that just don't really engage with the system as it is. You know, some yeah. people are very receptive to you know exams and and lessons and stuff like that, and others aren't, and others really struggle. And whether that's a nature or a nurture thing, that's something we can really dig into in terms mm. of proper study, but. Mm you just see those kids that just aren't really clicking with the with the education system as it stands but you know full yeah. well that actually they've got strengths that you don't have whether it's you know uh, practical strengths whether it's uh, what, what's the word um what's the word they use for Sort of more practical studies like uh, vocation. That's the one vocational stuff, or whether it's like physical education or stuff like that. They do have strengths, and actually, you you find them in those strengths they flourish, and in those strengths they they have pride. But we don't really, you know, this is why. Like you see a lot of people, maybe in America, for example, you see a lot of people chasing like uh, uh, scholarships in um, in the sports, which mm. is really cool. Like I think that's a really good initiative for some people in terms. of like you see some people that come from really rough backgrounds, that didn't really engage with the school system, but there's still hope for them to mm. to get somewhere based on but the issue is that somewhere is just a college thing. It's just just it's back into the system that they never engaged with in the first place. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no clear path yeah, outside of that system. Exactly. And and this is why I think like <clears throat> you know, stuff like, I don't know, the army or stuff like stuff there's mm. where there's discipline where it's more sort of physical and stuff like that it might be good mm. for people like that but yeah
0: um, it might be i'm not twi- but i'm just thinking though i i remember one kid uh, when i was a teacher he was very very uh, badly behaved um and he just kept getting expelled from different schools and he couldn't not go to school so because he'd already been expelled from like 2 3 schools now the school that he's in they pretty much can't expel him because you know he can't just not be in school so they just got to deal with him yeah right? I'm just thinking what if there wasn't that necessity to go to school what if he was able to take up an internship at a garage or you know something like that uh, maybe he would thrive actually yeah. you, you I think we'd be surprised um so I think you know these kind of avenues again if we just accept that we don't know the perfect way of doing this education system and if we accept people are different then that's a good starting yeah. starting place but also unfortunately i think i don't know if there was any way we could we could avoid this but all jobs are going away from being hands-on to being uh, knowledge-based and Mm. you know using brain power and you know they always say like in the previous like revolutions industrial revolutions like in the first industrial revolution people went from uh, like loads of people having to manufacture stuff to very few, right? They got help with certain things. Then robotics came. Then it made it even easier. Yeah. But uh, And then those people that used to work in factories, lo- they were in low-level factory jobs. They moved to low-level service jobs, yeah. right? But they still went to a low-level job. But now it's becoming like soon, low-level jobs won't exist whatsoever. Yeah. So it's a big uh, question. It's it's, uh, it's
1: interesting because if you were to... Break it down step by step On how all of those um, Functions came about Then mm. you probably Like okay let's let's take If we were to take an Islamic stance on every single step That results yeah. in I don't know Robotics in a, in a, in a warehouse for example mm. okay. There's oppression All along that line up until the end So all the way at the end you could say Oh look there's robots and there's just one person maintaining robots Okay mm. we'll have to accommodate for that But actually how were those robots designed Who came up with that Who comes up with the the materials To actually put in those circuit boards Do you know what I mean Yeah And all along that line There's oppression So there's people How is there oppression Loads and loads of oppression So people actually You know Almost like slave labour In terms of Of uh, manufacturing these things You've got minerals and stuff Getting uh, mined out of countries Mm. Um, You know What was it like um, Certain minerals I can't remember exactly But I I remember reading Like certain minerals That are used in like Even the iPhone Are uh, Mm are you know uh, yeah stolen, uh, stolen like essentially yeah from from war-torn countries or from you know certain parts of Africa stuff like that so yeah, yeah if you were to say okay let's take a Islamic uh honest just approach to every single step of our production then actually yeah. you'd find that it might not even be maintainable to use the current technologies mm-hmm. that we have and actually we do have to you know take it back to a more classical sort of um it's like a give and take, right? Yeah. We don't, if we get too advanced, then we're oppressing someone along the way, right? But if we dial it well, back a bit, then actually we can offer yeah, more yeah. to those that are at the beginning stages of the food chain, so to speak.
0: I see what you're saying, but that's just kicking the can down the road. That just means instead of um, AI taking our jobs now, it'll take our jobs in 100 years. So it, I think you just delay the problem but, but rather than... What
1: I'm saying, though, in a, in a Muslim utopia, we would be more yeah. conscious about these things that actually it might not be that we're worried too much about um the the issue of i don't know less jobs because of technology let's actually deal with how we're getting our technology in the first place do do you understand what i mean but this is this is in an ideal world sort of scenario
0: yeah yeah i think we yeah we just we we can't turn off technology oh no no of course of course it's like we can't even the dangerous technology like I don't know, like let's say we, we consider social media it's more bad than good, like no no one person can decide to turn it off, yeah, right? yeah it's like yeah it's a very difficult one, and sometimes you just inherit stuff that you have to deal with, like no doubt there's so many issues that yeah, you're right, like they may have come as a result. that's an interesting way of thinking about it. They come as a result of certain things which we disagree with but they are here regardless yeah. isn't
1: it I mean this is my, my my the reason why I speak like that is maybe because I'm slightly influenced by certain documentaries I've watched recently regarding like global warming and stuff but mm. it's, it's it's interesting how correct me if I'm wrong but Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the Quran about like the fasad that happens throughout, throughout the mm. earth and it affects the earth it, mm. it affects basically the people and that fasad yeah. basically like think about it this way like because of excess because of mm. too much X, Y, and Z, because we we don't know how to measure ourselves, so how to limit ourselves, the the earth itself shows signs of suffering in that sense. Like yeah, the, the yeah. pollution because we don't know how to measure ourselves, we just keep taking and taking mm. and taking. We mm. don't have any consciousness. But if you think about imagine if the whole world practiced Islam, how it should be practiced, with the sunnah it should be practiced, like little things such as not mm. not to waste water, uh yeah, the, you know what I mean. Little things like that mm. that are pra- mm. that actually really are mm. quite fundamental in terms of yeah measuring what oneself then you realize yeah. that these issues don't actually become an issue these issues exist mm. because of our actions as a people in mm. a sense that yeah. we don't know how to act we don't know how to uh be uh i can't exp- I- i've got words in the back of my mind but i can't think what the, the words are but you know what i'm
0: trying to say yeah uh the, the ayah uh, yeah, and um, the Tefseer of
1: that might be really interesting. I mean, I, I don't want to mm. give my own Tefseer, but mm. what what I what I automatically think of is these kind of issues mm. where f- fundamentally we're just we all we do is take take take, and we don't really give back much. When mm. you know there were times in the prof in um, there was times in the in our of the past mm. where we ran out of people to feed, we had to start feeding the animals. Yeah, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and that's true, bro. And I don't. I really, really don't like the anti business or the anti capitalist um, uh, narrative that a lot of Muslims have. Like, they kind of go the opposite way, which is more of a communist thinking that rich people are bad and no, 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 yeah. capitalism is bad. Like, that's, that's the other extreme. That's wrong. No, but course. it's true that uh, a lot of the business practices and the, the race for ultimate efficiency and ultimate profitability. In the past like 100 or 200 years It definitely has come at the cost Of different people exactly. um, Animals, the planet in general Definitely And okay. I think Islam would have A more tighter regulation on that stuff Not to stop business thriving But to stop excess Basically, it, Exactly It's the middle path I mean, you know There's success in the
1: dunya And there's monetary gain in the dunya And then at what point is your success Coming at the expense of other people Or something yeah. really negative that is where exactly. we have to start measuring ourselves Because really, okay, think of it as a Think yourself, I mean, as, I don't know The Muslim Jeff Bezos, right And mm. you're just raking it in, raking it in Raking it in, mm. and then at what point does your money Let's say hypothetically, you know All, all that money's halal, and you're only selling mm. You know, decent goods But then at what mm. point does your Money start getting a bit tainted Based on the mm. Based on the um. You know, the, at the expense yeah. of other people, and then yeah, they just start yeah. increasing that percentage of mm. tainted money, so to speak. Just that's increasing, mm. increasing, 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 yeah. till really yeah. you're you're just you're attaining wealth without any real mm. blessing in it at all. And mm. is that more important to you as a Muslim, Jeff Bezos, or does it? <laughs>
0: do you I said I'm trying to say? Yeah, 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 so, definitely, bro. And definitely, when it comes back to like the whole prison thing, uh, you know, one thing I thought of with the London riots. When seeing that and even you know vice they do these documentaries about like these these guys that rob people on motorbikes in london oh yeah and stuff I saw like that, that. yeah yeah like completely shameless you know and it made me think of a few things like these guys are robbing yeah like robbing you can't stop these kind of things right but why are they robbing yeah on what one thing i noticed is that they they think basically everyone's doing some kind of wrong so let me do wrong right Mm -hmm. there's kind of the people above them in society you know quote unquote uh they're saying look these bankers are robbing these rich people are taking drugs they're doing this they're doing so look why is it only when i do it it's wrong Mm -hmm. right so they're they kind of have that argument it's not a justifiable thing but you get it. it's like when they see everyone's messed up they'll be like well let me be messed up yeah and the other thing is with the london rights it's like there seems to be because of the excessive um advertising which is trying to appeal to to generate desire for things that you don't need because of that and because of i don't know like just people showing off and this kind of some certain natural things Mm. people really they're so desperate to get these things to get these brands to get you know that that they're willing to rob they're willing to do crime for that purely for that right To, to to keep up with the joneses if you like yeah like that's something again which if you are serious about making society as good as it can be you would say look yes advertising is fine yes buying fancy clothes is fine but we have to cut it off when it becomes where people are feel like they're worthless without these things yeah and it is very difficult to judge where where the line has been crossed but uh, that's something that would have to go away as well in in our if, if we're being islamic about things we have to stop stop anything which is making people judge their worth by you know what they own and stuff yeah. like that you know it's
1: so interesting thinking back to what we said earlier regarding how everything started with the the obviously the first and foremost tawhid but then the, yeah. the, the nurturing of people's hearts and it's yeah. it's this the bottom line is the reality is most of the world's hearts are are sick most of the hi- mm. most of the world's hearts are dead, you know. For oh, example, God, that the, 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 that riot, those riots that you mentioned, the pe- those people's hearts were were ill. Those people's hearts mm. were already sick and tainted. There's nothing stopping mm. them from 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 going out and, and fulfilling their mm. desires when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. You spoke about people that are stealing mopeds. Actually, there's there's a spate of people stealing mopeds around here, right? And obviously, mm. you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of them before and stuff like that. And actually, they don't steal for any monetary gain. Wallahi mm. al They don't You'd think okay They're stealing mopeds And they're selling them off Right, All right. Wallahi rarely Rarely I swear well, It's just
0: I'll, for fun Or uh, challenge I, or? They,
1: That's what they do Is do it for fun they, They'll steal a moped And they'll ride it Until it runs out of fuel And then they'll chuck it somewhere Right Hmm. That's what they do again and again and again and again, right? Chuck their hand somewhere, bro. <laughs> but this is it. It's it's it, what is that anything to do with you know monetary gain or no? It's it's literally just a sick heart It's disregarding yeah. that this is someone's possessions. This is someone's mm. you know hard earned, hard earned you know um, whatever like vehicle whatever that they they've worked hard to get. And you know these things aren't cheap. You know they do it with cars. They do it with, subhanAllah and it's not like oh it's a planned out. I mean, there are some. Let's let's not let's not hide the fact that there are some organised criminals that do X Y Z and they plan things out or whatever. But mm. these are a lot of the time just kids that are. I'm not going to make excuses for them. They just have dead heart, actually, and mm. they don't care. And it, I know it sounds awful, but it is it is mm. the reality. Some of these people just don't care. All they care about is entertaining themselves,
0: and mm. it, it's kind of like, bro, you know, if you're playing a game like multiplayer, yeah, yeah and it 's obvious there 's no way you 're going to win, yeah, to save face to save face, you might like just sabotage your goal, yeah or you might just throw the controller that 's yeah. what these people are doing yeah, they 're exactly. basically saying L- i can 't win at life, so i 'm going to sabotage my goal, yeah uh, my game yeah and and you know why that is it's because materially, not everyone can win the game of life that 's why, and they 've been obviously society is showing them from the top down that life is all about material gain yeah and it's all about having fun and if you feel there's no way you could get money and there's no way you can have fun and fun requires money anyway if if you feel you can't get that you're like look i'm I'm throwing my controller i'm not playing this game it's
1: it's so it's seeing shaytan's characteristics in the people as well like Shaitan couldn't win the game he didn't want to play the game so he decided to ruin the game for that the person he was competing <laughs> against palma mm. you know and, mm. and, and that's it he wants to take people down with him and this is yeah. this is the reflection of Shaitan's actions mm. on the people people yeah. maybe feel a bit annoyed or they, they can't <clears throat> reach these heights or whatever so they take it out on other people because it's the same mm. sort of thing you know mm. um yeah, it's very just, sad, bro. So, going back to the system and how the system needs to really adjust for it. Bottom line is, actually, we're not taught about the heart. We're not taught about these spiritual things because we we've separated the dean from from you know everything else. And mm. and and what I don't want is, for example, I've been watching. Obviously, now I've got a, a young child, and I'm trying to watch how um, educating them would be you know, yeah. dean wise. And I've realised actually. A lot of parents seem to take their send their kids to madrasa to learn Quran, and that's about it. Yeah, but there isn't really much nurturing upon the Quran and Sunnah in the sense of hmm. character. Or, yeah, and... Quran, like bottom line is, wallahu alam This is just my assumption, but Quran can be taught from you know. Obviously, it's easier to be taught when they're younger because they can sort of memorize more. Right, yep. but it's actually the nurturing, the sunnah, the day to day, how to live upon Islam, what the heart, you know, how to look after your heart, what these sort of things mm. mean to do good and to be good. Those are the things that yeah. carry on forever, and those are the things that are harder to teach someone when they're older because when they're older, they haven't, they've got, they haven't, people don't really change their personalities too much. Their yeah. nurturing at the, the younger
0: stages is what's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to get the values, man. Exactly like the 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 love of justice, hatred of oppression, exactly uh, generosity, uh, family. These things, isn't it?
1: And that's and, and, and you know me and my wife are talking about. It's very difficult. It's really daunting because you've only got really got one shot with a kid. You know, you can't just go ten to, ten years down the line when he's ten years old and be like, ah, you know what? We need to go back and start again. Kind of thing. It doesn't really work like that. But um, yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to think about how best to instill these sort of thoughts in their mind. And I think the hardest thing for me is I was never really practicing up until my late teens. So a lot of these ideas of what a young practicing Muslim looks like doesn't compute in my Mm. mind. I don't have that image. I don't really know what that looks like. Um, Mm. And yesterday, actually, uh, I want to mention this. Yesterday we came across a YouTube channel of this, uh, He's a boy, he must be about, 10, 11 years old, maybe a bit older. Bro,
0: don't tell me, baby shark. Bro. No, bro. <laughs> no, bro.
1: No, bro. No, complete opposite, bro. No. So listen, this kid. I think he lives out in 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 the U in um, Saudi, and mm. I think he's the son of Reverts. I think he's he's a you know he comes from a Revert family, um, mm. and he did a vlog essentially where he was going to Mecca and he was doing Umrah. I was mm. like, I didn't realise that he was a Revert or he came from a Revert family because he, he was a. British-looking boy with British accent and everything. Mm. Um, But he was talking about the Sunnah, how he does this, how he does that. But he still had that 10 year or 12-year-old humour in him. And Mm. it looked really real. Like, he just looked like a real... It was really weird seeing a 12-year-old Muslim actually living his life, having fun, like a 12-year-old does. But also very knowledgeable about his deen. He did a little uh, other vlog where he's he's homeschooled as well. So he did a uh, a vlog about how he gets homeschooled. And he says, okay, yep. he gets up in the morning, goes to Madrasah for two hours, does Quran lessons, and then he does, he goes this subject, this subject, this subject. You know mm. what, actually, I'll shout him out because he, he basically, he blew up recently in terms mm. of um, followers and that. His name is Obeyed Fox on YouTube. Mm. Um, and I just, I was blown away because it actually gave me a visual example of what mm. I want for my kids. Not mm. to, to, I think, and, and I think a lot of people, parents suffer from this because they don't, because they don't visually understand what a practicing young child looks like, that mm. they go into extremes in hammering that Dean into them and, and mm. stripping away this aspect of fun and this aspect of fun and this aspect of fun. That the child grows up sort of resenting it a lot and then it gets very far mm. away and separated from mm. from that understanding. Wouldn't all... you say,
0: bro, that wouldn't you say up until age, let's say, I don't know, 11, yeah. like you you wouldn't mind at all if your son was like you up until like how you were up until age 11 like what's wrong with that
1: well in terms of but, but the thing is i wasn't well yeah i suppose so but i wasn't necessarily knowledgeable or had any real yeah in-depth knowledge so
0: yeah so like like normal just normal upbringing plus extra knowledge i suppose yeah. Of, of the dean specificity Because you get the other stuff anyway But this that is
1: that it Like okay, At the end of the day Bottom line is yeah. For me uh, It was a conscious decision At At the age of I don't know 18 That I was like Okay mm. I need to start Looking into my religion Taking it seriously And praying and stuff mm. Right That yeah. didn't really exist For for the previous 18 years And okay. If I didn't make that choice Allahu mm. alam What I would have carried on doing Or where I would have ended up mm. You know But mm. Uh, and that's not, there's no disrespect to my parents whatsoever at all, you know, because they, I'm sure mm. they did what they could. And maybe because of certain aspects of my upbringing, I wasn't really too aware or too clued up or too engaged. Um, mm. And it's about making that effort in trying to get me engaged, get, get me engaged, get my kids engaged and stuff like that. Mm. It's, but for yeah, other families, absolutely. it's very easy actually, like for, for for yourself, it might be a completely different perspective. For mm. other families I've seen, they've grown up. With that knowledge already, and they have got other difficulties mm. and other struggles, so yeah. for, I'm just talking from my perspective. Mm. Mm. I don't have, I didn't have that visual understanding mm. of what does a you know a nine year old that sort of goes
0: to the masjid look like, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just, I guess if me up until age eleven, I mean, okay, I I was praying. Um, uh, I guess I would fast Ramadan. I mean, towards the older range of that, those age, ages. Yeah. Um, Other than that, it's just like, go to school, um, go to school, play outside, you know, fight with kids, play football, you know, normal stuff, um, play with Lego at home, maybe, you know, like, literally, nothing wrong, right? Mm. Nothing wrong with it. Yes, it's true. I didn't, uh, I didn't have the ideal mindset of, uh, islamic knowledge is important and i know this and i know that i just knew some surahs i prayed um i knew some facts or i guess random facts about islam so i i guess i could have been better in terms of that but i'm talking about for that age because yeah. obviously after age 11 yeah it gets very complicated do, do you think uh, um
1: i don't i don't know I was just delving into the differences do you think like your parents um spoke to you a lot about Dean and like these values do you think these are values you picked up or do you think mm. there was actual conversation regarding them no I think it's just picked up mm. um, but you think, think do you think it would be my, better
0: if it was sort of more directly taught or nurtured to you uh, I think there's something a bit fake about trying to teach values in that way yeah um, so it could have been better but I, I wouldn't say it should be go all the way down that road where it's like you're every uh, you're being lectured on different hadith every time you go out with your dad <laughs> or you know it shouldn't be like that yeah i mean um, I, in to, fact to make it I, I don't know what, looks, you know what ideal looks like i mean like. yeah 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 uh, yeah i don't know how far to take that because if think about if you're a an engineer like you're a chemical engineer yeah, yeah. and so you've got so much knowledge in your head about chemistry maths and all of that and now you you would like your kid, even if they don't become an engineer, you would like them to at least have this knowledge, yeah? Yeah. And so as they grow up, you're feeding them these random facts here and there. I, I don't know if... Would that really contribute? I don't, I don't know. know. I think it
1: has to be... Uh. Obviously, like you said, yeah, the, the sincerity aspect of it has to be there. But I think, mm. you know, one day if you have a child, inshallah... You'll mm. you'll have the same sort of concept because you, you know you know sometimes in movies and that you have got the father talking to the son and it's all like deep and it's like giving him some parting words of advice yeah, and yeah. stuff like well imagine that but actually sincerely and every you know yeah. every other day or so like, but I don't I guess
0: I don't expect that to happen very often yeah. at all but this is why I think it I'm thinking,
1: is that is yeah. that actually important for example here's an example mm. that I think of when um, when Yusuf Alayhi Salam came to his father. And mm. spoke to him about that, the dreams that he had, right, and, yeah, and the way yeah. that his father engaged with him. That's the sort of concept I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about yeah, that, that, yeah. that engagement where it's actually we're not talking mm. about Dunya at the moment. We're not talking about mm. we're talking about actually something that that is real advice that is you know, yeah found yeah. in the dean. And this is what yeah. like I visualise myself going to the park with my son, right, and um, seeing something, right, anything, something like mm. I don't know a a, a husband shouting at his wife in the park, yeah. right, yeah, and I and I say to my son, I explain to him. You know the edab of a Muslim and how a Muslim should treat his his wife, etc. And just for, just because mm. he's vis he's visually seen something, and actually it would be good yeah. to put some some a little mm. bit of advice regarding this issue. Like I yeah, want yeah. to, um, I want to sort of visualise how that how that scenario plays yeah. out, and if
0: that's part of a lesson learned. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I mean, I guess I've got loads to learn. I just think there's the typical picture of getting lectured whether it's even if it's not in an aggressive lecture kind of style yeah i just think that often goes over people's heads but what doesn't go over kids heads is the way you treat your yeah of uh, the kid's mother of that is what they're gonna learn and so i i think there's definitely room like 10 percent of the time you can give little things here and there little bits of knowledge little things here and there but for the most part it's it's the normal day-to-day stuff where you need to live out the values you want your kids to learn yeah and and then you've got the formal education side of things which you may or may not be doing yourself um so yeah but i guess that means in our muslim utopia we definitely need some kind of education on parenting because we don't know what we're doing
1: yeah (laughs) yeah definitely I, this is it like it's they always say with your first one you're just sort of winging it
0: <laughs> I mean really... you're always winging it right yeah true, like, true. you know me bro I'm, I'll am i be looking for books I'll be, I'll be expecting books to show me the way but I although I, I haven't really read pure parenting books yet um, I don't expect books to, to show me the way in this like it's the one area where this I don't expect yeah. that they have much that they can help me with yeah um, so I just I just I think I just want to lead by example for the most part and um obviously get the education there but I just want it to be it's like you you could be so enthusiastic about imparting your what you've learned and these things but you just got to balance it I think with being a bit just be a bit natural and and live it rather than speak in it and these things true. What about
1: alam really true the bottom line yeah. is, though, you eventually, you know, you're going to have to reprimand your child in, in a, in a way, shape, or form, and in those yeah, opportunities, yeah. I mean, you're not, the, you're naturally going to resort to using the dean as an example, you know. Of course, um, yeah, of course. So whether you want to lecture, whether you other lecture or not, it's going to happen either way. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, uh, maybe we could do an episode about this, but I don't know if I will a lecture. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to explain why. Why you're not happy about it? But there's a difference between lecturing and just explaining a fact. We'll see. Um, I I got a bit of insight. Maybe it's very different with your own kids. But when teaching, uh, there's a certain style I had, which I think I would keep up with my kids. Really, Um, what style is that? that? We'll see. Um, So, for example, uh, with the kids, I'm very relaxed. Relaxed the whole time never shouting like when if i raise my voices purely for the functional reason of letting them hear better right yeah um i would never shout at them uh, and part of the reason i did that is because when you shout you actually showing them you're out of control uh, you've lost control of yourself to an extent yeah. and then they lose you lose standing and kind of respect in their eyes so i would i would never shout and when it comes to punishing i would treat it as though it doesn't it doesn't matter to me either way. If they behave, fine. If they don't behave, fine. The only difference is if they don't behave, they get a punishment. And so sometimes I would even have a smile on my face and I'll be giving them detention and just showing them that you don't bother me by d- misbehaving. You're bothering yourself. Like it's you who is losing out, not me. Yeah, that's interesting. And and so uh, that's how I did it. And it's like. They might complain when I'm giving them a punishment. But I'll be like, look, I mean, don't talk to me. Talk to yourself. You're the one decided to do the the behavior. And I'm just implementing a rule that is untouchable. The rule that if you do this, you get detention. Like, that's don't talk to me about the rule. The rule's already set. It's now, it's you who has to deal with it by choosing to behave or not behave, you know? And so I acted as though I'm just a neutral party implementing this this rule, you know? Uh, So that's kind of... Uh, yeah, that's how I did it, and I think I would kind of continue that. Like, uh, just be that, just be in control of yourself, and show that it's for their, it, it, it's for their benefit to to behave in the end, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah. and then, I guess the ideal is that they realize that when I behave, even subconsciously, they realize when I behave, I learn more and I have more fun and this and that, and then they just behave more and more. Um, Inshallah. Yeah, ma Amin, I, mean, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, bro, uh, one topic, interesting topic. Again, I don't know if we're gonna have an answer. What about censorship when it comes to this this utopia of ours? You know, you've got you've got countries like I think Iran; they censor the whole internet or large parts of the internet. Uh, China, they have like their own complete separate internet because they, uh, maybe that's not for society or for moral reasons, but it's just for political or whatever reason. And then you have um, other countries where they're like, no, no, everything should be free, you know, ultimately free access to the internet. So, you know, where do we draw the line?
1: Um Depends if this utopia exists isolated from the rest of the world, or if it exists with
0: Mm. the rest of the world still, you know, as it is today. Mm. Um, Because if it exists, I mean, I don't think it would ever be isolated. That's yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened in history.
1: No, no, of course. But no, if you're, I mean, this is it. We had to establish what we mean by Muslim utopia. Do we mean like all the Muslim countries that are around today are all sort of under one sort of body, or Mm. do we mean that the whole world suddenly becomes you know, mm. let's say
0: him. 50% of the Muslim countries decide they want to all band together and under one kind of thing, okay? Uh, because that's the thing, it's still going to find its way in. Have you seen these? Um, there was this,
1: mm. uh, I, I can't remember, it was Amnesty International, they did a sort of uh, not a charity, but basically, people they had this board full of Kim Jong Un's face, okay, you know, the leader of North Korea, so they had loads and loads of. Faces of his on this poster, and then mm. each poster had a on his mouth. There was a USB mm. port, right? So what would yeah. happen is people would go up and do, and fill up a USB drive full of stuff, mm. whether it's yeah. films or music or whatever, and put it in there and donate it. And that, what they'd do is they would they would send that stuff to North Korea to quote unquote free the people's <laughs> minds. It was I swear to God, it was a um, it was like a a, a a thing run by Amnesty International. If I find a photo, I'll post it on Instagram. So, yeah.
0: so bro, uh, Amnesty International is all about human rights, yeah? This is it, so, so this is what I'm thinking. So, w- would they it's just... like media human right now. Yeah,
1: but this is it. I was thinking like, okay, censorship, whatever, but does that stop people from getting the stuff they want? I don't know. But in terms of, um, mm. I mean, what we need to think is censorship stuff already exists to a certain extent. Mm. It's just mm. the what they're basing their censorship on will have to change. Yeah, like yeah, true. I mean, even films, films have censorship and they have, um, you know, ratings and they have all this stuff. So a lot of the infrastructure and the groundwork's already there. It's just regarding, you know, even mm. in the UAE, like, in the UAE, bro, like, you get a movie from Hollywood and you when they when they air it in the UAE, they already cut out bits and pieces, don't they? Um, I remember um, that
0: from... In the cinemas, maybe,
1: yeah. I don't know, I remember But, but I only remember small parts. When I used to watch... Uh, when I was in Tunisia, we used to have, obviously, the satellite and we used to watch... UAE, sort of like yeah. Dubai One and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I remember they'd always like cut and chop up films. Um, yeah,
0: at those aspects. So, like, yeah, it would be interesting to see if stuff like Netflix has uh, any difference with like the US version. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah,
1: but you know what? I mean, it would empower. We, we'd like to think, actually, in in these kind of places thing is but benefit begets benefit do you know what i mean like when one thing everything's is linked everything there's a chain reaction to everything and if we've Mm. if we start with the first first chain reaction which is basing the entire you know society on goodness right then yeah then along the line of chain reactions that there will be a certain empowerment to people to create their own content their own Mm. you know
0: Bits and yeah, pieces Alternatives Alternatives and stuff like that But I mean bro You've seen how big Certain industries are Like completely immoral industries Of course um, And You can't ever Hope that That would go away Unless it was banned Yeah
1: Yeah No doubt And, and the bottom line is You know what Once again You know benefit Begets benefit uh, If mm. you were to ban that And you think today mm. Okay let's say hypothetically We will ban it today We haven't got the resources today But to ban it in that society Well actually there might mm. be resources Because benefit begets benefit Because, because yeah. of other things that we've done And other ways we've shaped our society mm. And corruption, getting rid of corruption for example And then funding yeah. you know Funding increases, etc. Maybe we will have the resources to actually adequately ban stuff and adequately cope yeah. with the demands of today's society. Yeah. A lot of stuff, like yeah. we've said, is because of, a lot of stuff that we struggle in is because of mm. façade and because of façade. There's no baraka in the wealth. There's no baraka in the society. Mm. There's no. There's no means to to establish these sort of roadblocks that we want to. Establish but actually If we start on goodness and that goodness Leads a chain reaction that finds its way into the nerves and roots of the society Then actually there will be Barakah in the end to to Mm. Invest in these sort of procedures that require Us to live in the modern age Under Islamic guidelines
0: Mm. Yeah eventually Eventually Eventually. So what about something like Because I'm thinking YouTube for example It's full of good And it's also full of stuff that you wouldn't want your society Infected with right I so. think
1: With um, a lot of stuff it'd have to Remain the same way it, if, if we are to Keep it it'd have to remain mm. the same way It does today where it's reported By those people that come across it You know because you, you know maybe hiring People to scour through every single Thing is mm. going to be really difficult
0: But and create like a AI
1: Yeah there could be an AI Or it could be just picked up based on People's reporting People actually do that Don't they 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 flag a video Or they report something Mm. And they say Oh this shouldn't be on here And and actually you're You know Enjoying the
0: good And forbidding the evil By doing so Mm. I've always had that Concept myself YouTube allows you To flag it But then you're Flagging it to YouTube Who have different values To
1: Oh yeah Yeah true But I was saying maybe Yeah I suppose But maybe there's sort of Oh yeah I suppose Because If it's not owned by This is it We need to
0: We'll be so wealthy Actually we'll just Buy YouTube That's the way it'll be. (laughs) Whoa, that would be sick. (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Or You know, there there is... uh, Just how China has created their own platforms. There is kind of an argument to create our own, but I just... The nature of the internet is that it it encourages openness and sharing. And it kind of... Having an internet which is quite heavily censored, it it seems like a whole other thing in a way.
1: Yeah, do you know what? It might be that... Allahu alam. Uh, people might disagree with the argument. I don't know. It's just something put forward. It might mm. be just to consider it like any other tool. Where we don't we we don't ban you know the selling of knives. We ban mm.
0: the use of knives in a bad way. If you know what I mean. Like mm. we, yeah. If you have that granular control, then I think yeah, that would be the the best way. It's yeah. like it's like in the UAE, certain websites are, are blocked, right? Completely blocked. You can't access them. Yeah. Uh, but YouTube is fully open. But what if YouTube was just partially certain videos or certain genres or something like that? Mm. That was blocked. Like, that's a kind of maybe medium ground. Yeah, exactly. um, but and ultimately, it- I agree with you, bro, that we need to create our own culture where, so that people are not looking up to other cultures which have values that don't agree with ours, isn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people, a lot of stuff is managed Publicly, so the public display of stuff, the public domain of stuff, that's what's monitored. What people do in their own homes isn't policed, you know. Mm. And uh, mm. and that's that's even with you know, despite the fact that just because it isn't policed by Islam doesn't mean it's har- haram. Uh, it's not haram. Sorry, does yeah, do You understand? Yeah. It doesn't mean it's obviously Allah
0: will write everything's written. Yeah, Ex- exactly. So, so and and that's how you. I guess ultimately you can hope that society would reform and improve over time as. You know, education increases Islamic education, exactly. people's you know awareness and people's self accountability in front of Allah would increase. That's what you would hope for anyway. And,
1: and the bottom line is, you know, the free travel argument is still there. Like people can travel in and out, and you'll yeah. find that with with time, alam but a lot of people. Who don't want that lifestyle Will probably find a way of leaving And the people that do want their lifestyle mm. Will flood in and, and come in And that's mm. it And you'll find lots and lots of Muslims From all around the world who, who are desperately after that kind of lifestyle And they'll just yeah. fill it up And they'll just work yeah. their best for it And they'll be mm. so grateful for it So Allah, that's Allah.
0: true. That's true bro I guess countries like Certain countries that are Maybe they, they're more Islamic But then they also lack on other sides Like uh, I don't know Opportunities for I don't know recreation or jobs or this and that so that's why maybe people are not flooding to those countries but if you had a country that upheld Yani you know, what Allah's revealed and it also was had great opportunities and it was open and you could be creative and all of those things that people want as well you would imagine a lot of people would like to live in a country course, like that definitely I mean I guess that's kind of like a lot of people see UAE as that, like, oh, I can I can make money, and it's you know Muslim country, and yeah, a lot of people uh, do want to live in UAE, I suppose. So yeah, that's an example, like UAE, but way better.
1: A lot, exactly, <laughs> a lot of people, bro, a lot of countries have the Muslim countries anyway have their positives and they have their negatives, and yeah, you know, people, there's a middle part to everything, and people mm. just take one extreme or the other with their opinions and with their stances, etc. I don't know why I don't know what benefit there is in in being like that um Mm. I don't know why people are so narrow-minded but we all we've all I think a lot of us have come from narrow-minded backgrounds I know I have and Mm. then slowly with more experience more engagement with the world you sort of balance it out
0: um yeah I I, I don't know generally people in people who live in bubbles generally they are You know, they're quite uh, close minded. Yeah. Just because they haven't been forced to think about scenarios that are outside of their bubble. I I think that's the the biggest advice. I mean, we don't have a Muslim
1: utopia. Really don't Mm. at the moment. But Mm. we can all uh, gain a better understanding of that if we engage with other Muslims more, we engage with other people more, Uh, even traveling, like. There's a lot of uh, people speak about a lot of benefits Regarding traveling and regarding meeting other people and, mm. and and seeing other people's experiences There's nothing more interesting And eye-opening than embedding yourself In someone else's shoes In someone else's mm. lifestyle um, You've got it you Yeah you've got little things like I don't know a, a, hyper, a hyper extreme example Is like I don't know an EDL member Going into a mosque and actually speaking to Muslims Right <laughs> Yeah um, it was it's amazing like i'll i use this opportunity to speak about like this recently you know um obviously what happened in new zealand um mm-hmm. my um my line manager wanted to come to the mosque with me right and well i say wanted i think he sort of got roped into it and he wasn't really too <laughs> he didn't really know you know that what he was getting himself into so he'd never been into a mosque um mm. despite the fact that he was actually Head of counter at one point, like he used to do some counter terrorism work or whatever mm. he'd never actually right. been into a mosque or you know <laughs> well, that's
0: not good training it's very I know it's
1: very, it's very bad <laughs> I thought, oh, this is not really good anyway, so uh he went in there Achie, and uh he was in awe bro, he was in awe, mm. and I thought a lot of, I thought oh, he's just going to be putting it on for me kind of thing, like saying, oh, how amazing right. no bro, he mm. would not shut up afterwards he was yeah. amazed at the the diversity of people he was amazed at mm. the diversity in ages as well not just races but age like there's young kids mm. there's old like he kept comparing it to his his knowledge of church and he's like church is just like they mm. just talk, talk from people. the bible they don't talk about life you know mm. they just say okay you know david struck goliath and etc. etc. Mm. And that's it. That's that's the example he gave me, you know, and he and he yeah. was like this khutbah that he listened to was hit him in his heart because it was what he was going through at the time and there was examples mm. used of XYZ. Um mm. and he came out and he was just like I need to go again. Like I want to go next 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 Friday. I, he wants to keep wow, going. He wants dead. to keep going. And he's when I say he's the most British of British people, bro, he's mm. he's just the most British of British people. <laughs> Do you know mm. what I mean? So It it just shows you that embedding yourself somewhere in Mm. a in a culture or society that you have no understanding of. It's like this. It's like this negative. I'll say it because this this discourse exists. People say, "Oh, say it, bro.
0: Say it." (laughs) People
1: say, "Like all Saudis are this, or all Khaliji's are this, or that." You know, in a negative light because Mm. Allahumma, they might have a bit more in their pockets than than and than other people Mm. or something like that. But actually, I. Mm. Every single, and I, I'm not even exaggerating. Actually. every single Saudi person I've met, every single Khaliji mm. I've met, has been the most hospitable. People have been so mm. kind, so warm, so warm, so welcoming. Right, and mm. it's just that's because I've embedded myself in in good mm. people. Right, there's good mm. and bad in everybody. There's good and bad in everyone. And if you're not embedding yourself or giving yourself a chance, giving people a chance to mm. to show themselves to you, to to experience that culture, experience that lifestyle then mm. it's just it's just a classic classic uh prejudice that we build in our minds because we fill the gap with whatever we think is suitable and otherwise other people mm. instead of mm. assimilating with them
0: for real for real just had a bit of a rant there that's all <laughs> <laughs> no it's a good man unfortunately i've got to wrap it up uh, i've got to go to salon yeah same know. And I got a meeting and stuff. So uh, it's been a good episode, man. I'm glad to be back after a break. Uh, I I was in the UK, as you know, for a week. Um, Now I'm back. Um, And uh, yeah, we should uh, pick it up, inshallah. Keep it consistent from here. We got Ramadan coming, of course. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I I don't know exactly what we'll do then, but I I don't see why we wouldn't continue. Um, And I think, you know, we should at some point get a few guests on. Uh, we talked about that before and yeah any plugs before we le- end it uh,
1: nothing but PureXI uh, just-
0: PureXI.co or .com or
1: no it's PureXI.com but if you go on Instagram it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to engage there it's Pure.XI or just search mm-hmm. PureXI and we'll pop up on Instagram cool yeah. uh,
0: and I guess uh, if you go to uh, curiouscat.me slash pod or podcast I think it's podcast right
1: it is um, sorry, I know I'm, I'm holding you up. <laughs> it is uh, Mind uh, curiouscat.me/slash mindheistpod.
0: Okay, if you go there, then inshallah we'll get to your questions eventually. We just ran out of time this this week. Uh, uh, that's anonymous questions, and uh, yeah, so PureXI, curiouscat, uh, let us know what you think, and uh, yeah, wrap it up there inshallah, bro. Thank khairan for listening. Thanks. This has been uh, episode 36, right? Yep. 36 of the Mind Heist podcast with myself, Amin, and my co host, Muhammad, also known as the Achi Tweet. Uh, Assalamu <laughs> alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.